This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Welcome to another episode of Business by the Numbers. I'm your host, Hunt Emerus, CPA with Parmelis and Associates. You want to give your employees some money for that new truck. If you give them an allowance, they're going to pay tax on that money. But if you reimburse them, they're going to pay nothing. Both of these are still taxable to your business. Confused? Maybe you didn't even know that there was a difference? Think there are other ways that you can make this work for your business and your team? That's exactly what we're going to talk about this week. Before you get into that, I want to have a quick word from our partners who make business by the numbers possible. Let's face it, your shop management system is the most critical tool in your shop. Nabitrax will move your shop into the SMS fast lane with on-site training, six days a week support, and local representation. Visit them online at napatrax.com. That's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. Great news. You now have a hiring partner to help you with the heavy lifting of hiring your next superstar. Introducing Promotive, a full-service staffing solution for your auto repair shop. Visit them online at gopromotive.com. Like I mentioned in the opening, sometimes phrasing or intent can mean the difference between tax-free benefits and taxable benefits. It does get a little bit more in-depth than that, but this is a prime example of how understanding some of the intricacies of not only finances, but specifically tax, can really not only benefit you, but your team. And obviously, if it benefits your team, in some circular roundabout way, it's going to come back and benefit you. The kind of stuff we're going to be talking about on this episode is going to be used in literal special use cases. And then as we get to the end, you can also see the broader use cases, not only probably for right about now, this time of the year, but also for the upcoming year as well. But these kind of strategies and these kind of, I'm not going to call it paper shuffling, but it's really not giving anyone any extra effort or maybe a tiny bit, but is having some monstrous savings on both sides of the equation here. And if we don't talk about it, then how are you going to be aware of it? And how can you implement that in the business? Just like everything, we're going to talk a little bit about the why, the how, and how you can actually use this in your business. Let's talk about that original example of a new truck. And I don't see auto allowance, car allowance, anything like that very often in shops, but it is super common for something like outside salespeople. I think one of the reasons that we don't see it that much in shops is because of this. The handful that do this stuff, they're not doing allowances because maybe they've talked to me. Maybe they're one of my clients and it's like, guys, there's a better way to do this. But realistically, a lot of people just aren't using their own personal vehicles like that. But doesn't mean that they shouldn't be or can't be. Or maybe that they are and they're just not getting paid for it. So let's kind of go in and, and dive down and see what this actually looks like. Let's say that, you know what, I know my advisor's getting a new truck. Advisor's always taking care of me. He was driving that 98 Dakota forever. So happy to see him in something new, something reliable, and he really has earned it. But I know that money doesn't grow on trees, and he really liked not having a car payment. And would hate to see him throw away a lot of his money on this new truck, because you know how excited they were about it. So being the good boss that you are, you sit him down and say, all right, Steven, Pretty sweet truck he got out there. What's your monthly payment on that? He says, boss, you know what? I got a decent rate. Put some good money down on it. And it's going to be around $800 a month. And again, being the charitable person that you are, you say, you know what? That is not your responsibility. That is my responsibility. 
And going forward, I'm going to set you up in an auto allowance. I'm going to give you that $800 a month so that you can turn around and pay that truck. Unfortunately, that $800 is not going to be $800 by the time it reaches your employee's pocket because an allowance is taxable income just like anything else. But I'm going to give you that car allowance of $800 a month. Essentially, what you're saying is, hey, I'm going to give you a bonus of $800 every single month. Seriously, it's exactly how it's going to be taxed. And to a certain degree, they can use it for whatever they want, which is why the IRS and the state and everyone else in between is probably going to take about a quarter, if not more, of that money. So that $800 allowance that you gave that employee, he now probably only has $600 after everyone takes their cut to actually pay the expense. Now, on the other side of things, we have reimbursements, right? Mileage reimbursements are the most common reimbursement that we see. What you are reimbursing for is you're reimbursing for the use of that vehicle. And you might be thinking to yourself, well, gas, right? What else am I reimbursing for? Well, gas is only part of the equation. And you guys know this more than anything. Every single time you drive that vehicle, it's costing you money, not just in gas, but operating expenses, registration, insurance, repairs. And over the course of the life of that vehicle, Every time you drive it, it might not need an oil change. Every time you drive it, it might not need a transmission service. But that stuff is costing you as you go along. What the IRS does is every single year, and sometimes if you have really crazy increases, they'll increase this mid-year or reduce it mid-year. But generally, it stays the same for the entire year. The current rate, and when you're listening to this, it's only going to be current for probably the next 10 days or so, is 65 and a half cents per mile. That's the reimbursement rate for 2023. The reimbursement rate for 2024 is 67 cents per mile. So how you use this is pretty simple. What would happen is the employee would come back to you and say, hey, boss, I drove 100 miles. If it's this year, 2023, you turn around, get them a check for $65.50 and say, great, here's your reimbursement for that. 100% deductible for you, 100% not taxable to the employee. That same thing happens in 2024. Boss, I drove 100 miles in my truck to pick up parts, drop off customers, you name it. Great. Here's your $67. Again, automobile expense for the business, 100% tax deductible, and not taxable income to your employee. It's a reimbursement. He spent money. He had an expense. And you're reimbursing that expense. So what the IRS says is that is not income. You're just making that person whole for whatever they have expended personally. So let's kind of dive into this a little bit further. And again, you might be reading between the lines here and kind of seeing the value, but maybe you want to give someone a raise, right? Or maybe you know that person wants a new truck. Hey, I don't know what that's going to cost. And so how can I ever reimburse something that I don't know about? You're thinking to yourself, I'm maybe going to do this for a couple of my team members. They don't all have new trucks. They have different payments on it. But you've decided that $600 is what you're going to give to all of them. You can do it as an allowance, right? You know, no one's going to get mad at you. You're still paying them. You're still giving them a bonus. And unless they are a listener or they look into this stuff a lot, they might not even know that there's an alternative that could give them a much bigger benefit while costing you honestly less. Like we were talking about before, when we're going out, we want to give a $600 allowance to all three of our advisors. You could, and they're going to walk away with probably about 450 bucks. And not only that, it's going to cost you more than $600 each because there's payroll taxes associated with that as well. 
Now, what about if you come up with a new plan where you say, guys, you drive customers, you guys go and pick up parts, you guys go and shuttle different people around, and I know that you're using your vehicles throughout the month, and I'm going to start reimbursing you guys for the mileage that you drive. So at the end of every single month, your advisors come back and it shouldn't be the same because how in the real world could that ever happen? But you would probably estimate that there might be a similarity here going forward. Maybe some months it's 940, 943, 956 miles, but it always kind of hovers around that area. Magically, these people are going to get around 600 bucks as a reimbursement check every single month. So between the three of them, with the mileage reimbursement, we spent $1,800. That's it. Our employees got $1,800. That's it. Now, if you were to look at the alternative before you listen to this episode and said, I'm going to do a car allowance for them, it's not going to cost us $1,800. Because like I said before, we also have payroll taxes on our side. And so that $1,800, if we're going to do it through a car allowance, which is essentially a bonus, we're now spending $1,900, maybe even almost $2,000 once this is all said and done. And again, on the other side of this, that $1,800 that the employees get probably only works out to be about $1,300, maybe. Could be a little bit lower, could be a little bit higher, but I think you get the point. If we're going to do a reimbursement, it costs us $1,800, money out of my pocket, money into my team's pocket. No one else is involved. If I give them a car allowance, I'm going to be spending almost $2,000 just for my team to get twelve dollars or $1,300. You tell me which one sounds better for you, and you tell me which one sounds better for your team. This is 100% above board. This is 100% legal. But there is a little bit of tips and tricks here to make sure that you are not going to be running in the foul of anyone that were to look into this. For auto reimbursement, mileage, and stuff like that, I always recommend some sort of reimbursement form. It's going to take these guys two minutes. If you can't take two minutes out of your day to do the reimbursement form, then I'm not sure if you deserve me to reimburse you for this. It is does not need to be something that is super fancy. It does not need to be electronic. It does not need to be a smart Excel sheet. But you can go online and you can just search simple expense reimbursement form or simple mileage reimbursement form on these. Most of these are one page. Hey, how many miles did you drive? What is the mileage rate? Here's the total. And even a little spot down there where you can reimburse for other expenses, which we'll talk about here shortly. Employee signs it, you sign it, you keep that as your backup so that if anyone ever look at this and say, hey, why did you pay Stephen Smith $601.23? You say, boom, look, here's the mileage reimbursement. Here's what they came up. And that's an arm's length transaction. You got your backup documentation. You got the cancel check on it. Hey, don't try and hit that. That's not payroll. That is outside of it. Just think to yourself, if this was an outside person, if this was a, a contractor that was doing this, what would that look like? What would you make them prove to you before you reimbursed it? The more above board this is, the better your documentation, the less you have to worry about down the road of it possibly getting thrown out. Napatrax was built from the ground up to make your business more profitable and efficient. They provide an extensive set of tools to increase and track profitability in real time. Napatrax offers the industry's best wholesale support hands down. They train your people on site. Yes, on site. They also offer remote refresher training 10 times a week and customer support is open six days a week. Give them a call, visit them, or join our Facebook community today to learn more. 
They'll prove to you that Trax is the single best shop management system in the business. NapaTrax is always customized and tailored for your business, whether you're a one-man shop or a large multi-bay or multi-location company. After all, it's your shop, so it's your choice. Visit us on the web at NapaTrax.com. That's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S.com. Is your recruitment process draining your valuable time and resources? What if there was a partner who could take your recruitment efforts off your plate? Look no further. Promotive is your ultimate solution for hassle-free staffing focused solely on the motive industry. On the web at gopromotive.com. Promotive understands the challenges you face when searching for the perfect technician or service advisor for your shop. That's why we've developed a platform that takes the hassle out of recruiting. Michelle Tanzi from Euroclinic said, I am a shop owner and recruiting new talent is so time-consuming. Promotive does the majority of the seeking and recruiting. They reach out to the candidates for you, and when they feel they are a good match for you and culture, they make the connection. They follow up throughout the interview process, and we make sure that the candidates are a good fit, and the shop is a good fit for the candidates. I admire that they genuinely want both parties to win. They recruited and paired us with a solid B-Tech and Master Tech. Both left a dealership position and are still part of our team. We are very happy with the character and culture, match, and both technicians have become valuable team members. Visit our website at gopromotive.com today and join the growing community of shop owners who have found their ideal team members with Promotive. There's other things that we can do with this under the same idea of reimbursement versus allowances. Between your shop management software, texting customers, or looking things up on their phone, you know that your employees are using their phone during work. And I would say a lot of them are probably actually using their phones to do their job. They're actually doing work stuff on their phones. Now, I'm sure that you got some people in the shop that are using TikTok. Hey, maybe they're even recording some of their TikTok videos in your shop. But seriously, you know, that phone is a personal device. But in today's market and today's business environment, cell phones, especially during the nine to five hours, are used a lot in business. Not that this is probably an issue for most people, but let's say you have someone with a flip phone. You know what? I don't care about cell phones. I don't even text. I just call people. They going to be able to do a DVI very well on that flip phone? No, right? You might even force them to say, hey, you need to go out and get a new phone because it's not going to allow you to do your job. But again, even if it's just a thing where you guys use cell phones to communicate, maybe you use Slack on the phones or whatever, they are using these in their business. And if you want to, you're allowed to reimbursement for the use of that. Hey, you need to have a cell phone. So if I'm going to require you to have a cell phone, then it's probably on me to cover the cost of it. Just like the car allowance, if you give them a $200 allowance to cover their cell phone bills and you have a blanket thing, hey, I'm going to give everyone a $200 allowance, go get a cell phone, go get a decent plan on this where you have data so that you can actually use it like we need to do it. And I'm going to give you guys all a $200 allowance every single month. We don't like that, right? And I think you know where this is going. That $200 is going to cost us more than $200 and they are going to get a fraction of that. However, like we mentioned above, that fancy-dancy expense reimbursement sheet that we talked about before not only allows us to use that for mileage, we could also use that same form for cell phone reimbursement. And so instead of saying, hey, we drove this many miles, there's going to be a line somewhere on there, as long as you print out the right one. And hey, maybe you should use the form that can be used for multiple different positions or multiple different cases. But again, it's very straightforward. Hey, boss. 
My cell phone bill was $185.23 this month. Here it is. No, you don't need a copy of the cell phone bill. We're doing the honor system here. Great. Turn around. Here's your check for your cell phone bill. We just paid for the entire cell phone bill, 100%. Tax deductible for us. And again, not taxable income to the employee because we are reimbursing them. We're not giving them allowance. We're not saying, hey, you can do whatever you want, more or less with this. No, what is your expense? And I'm going to give it to you. It's not a flat amount unless their bill is a flat amount, right? If they pay, hey, boss, I pay 185 bucks every single month. Yeah, we're allowed to give them the same amount every single month, but it is not an allowance. It's a reimbursement because they are actually spending that. So the last example on here is maybe a little bit more complicated than the two that we mentioned above. The two we mentioned above are kind of black and white, super, super common in any other industry. This last one is a little bit different, and I'm not going to build the suspense anymore. We're, we're talking about tools here. So the reason that the tools one is a little bit trickier than the top two is mileage reimbursement and cell phone reimbursement are probably commonplace in, I don't know, a quarter of businesses out there. It is super, super common. Tool reimbursement, on the other hand, is just generally something that is not seen very often. Two reasons. One is tools aren't used in probably 90% of jobs out there, or personally owned tools are not owned in 90% of jobs out there. And even for the 10% of careers or um, trades that do have tools in it, how many of them actually have a material amount? Like, hey, great, you had to go out and buy a little toolbox that cost you $200. Done, and you can use it for the next 20 years. It's a little bit different than, hey, I just spent $200 on a wrench that I'm going to use today and probably won't use again for another six months. If your shop is like many others out there, some of your employees might actually be paying for the tools themselves that they're using in your shop right now. And obviously, I'm joking here. And no, we are not going to be talking about getting into the ethics of if they should be doing that or not. But how can we at least make their tax bill a little bit lower? We're not going to try to reinvent a wheel here. And I know there's some shops out there already doing this. There is no employee tools. It's all owned by the shop, which is a cool aspect. But that one does have a little bit of trickier implications, uh, which reminds me. I know a couple guys that do it. I should actually have them on here um, because I've seen, I shouldn't say mixed success, but the couple that I'm thinking of in the top of my head right now, they got rid of personal tools and kind of had a standardized thing where it's company owns everything on it. You would think that it would have been a complete win for everyone. Hey, shop's happy, employees are happy, but there was a little bit of pushback. So they actually changed this around a little bit. But anyways, getting back on the topic here, just like the trucks and phones, if you say, hey, I know that you guys are going to be using these tools, I'm going to give you an allowance of whatever, $100, $200 every single month that you can use for tools, that is going to be a taxable event. It has to be payroll if you're going to technically just give them a flat amount that doesn't change no matter if they're buying tools or not. On the other side of things, though, what if you were to go up to your guys and let them know that you will reimburse them up to X amount a month for tools? Let's say you pick $100. You buy $80 worth of tools, you will get $80 because you didn't meet the $100 threshold. However, let's say that your technician goes out and buys $180 worth of tools. They are only going to get 100 bucks because we max out in a number. 
The reason we do that is, is because we don't want to give away the farm. We know that there has to be a reimbursement, but you're allowed to put a cap on the reimbursement. But what if my technician doesn't spend that much money a month on tools? Well, my first answer would probably be show me a tech that doesn't spend that much. And the longer answer is maybe they owe from a previous month, year, or even decade and are still paying on this. Seriously, though, how nice would that be to be able to cover that payment that they're making on the tool truck for their past uh, transgressions, right? And let's look at that example to show you how powerful this really can be. So $200 a month is my technician's tool truck payment, right? I got a shop out there. He's got one. I got one technician. And man, does that person love tools. So I know that they're paying the tool truck guy about $200 every single month. Being the nice boss that I am, I'm going to say, Sonny, we are going to do a $200 allowance every single month so that you can cover that tool payment. So that $200 is going to probably cost me about $215, realistically, after taxes are done. And that $215 that I spend is probably going to be down to about $150 once my technician gets this. Again, are they going to be mad about this? Are they going to say, boss, I don't want to pay tax? Probably not because they don't think that there's a choice. And also, it's $150 more than they had in their pocket yesterday. Now, what if I was to say, you know what? I know that this money is going to you and just going to turn around and go to the snap-on man. So instead of including that allowance on your payroll, every single month, I'm going to give the snap-on guy 200 bucks. That is going to show up on your profit and loss statement under tool expense, and it's going to be a check to snap-on. Technician gets no waste because the technician actually hasn't received any money, and that's going to go right towards their payment. This is another thing that works for people that don't like to finance, right? There is the Dave Ramsey of technicians that will not buy stuff. They don't want to finance it, which I respect 100%. But maybe even if they don't owe the tool truck any money, they're not building up a credit there because it's only a matter of when, not if. Hey, Maybe you don't need one now, but maybe you're going to go update and you're going to get that new, I don't know, scan tool or whatever it is. Wouldn't it be pretty nice to know that boss has already paid for a quarter of that because he's been giving you credits with the tool truck along the way? Kind of leery to throw this out there, especially if it gets pushed back on it. But I will tell you, if you talk to your tool truck guys, especially if you're one of those shops that this is not one denominational, you're using Mac, Matco, Snap-on. If you're thinking about doing something like this, especially if you're going to get multiple technicians on there, you could even talk to your tool truck person. Because if you're going to be doing this and you're going to be throwing this much cash at them, you could probably get a little bit of competition going of saying, hey, I'm going to be doing this. Maco guy said if I did this, he'd kind of give me 15% on top of it or something along the lines. Because what you're kind of guaranteeing to that specific truck is, I'm going to be giving them money. I'm going to be giving them credit on here. So I'm kind of using you as a preferred vendor. And you might be able to jump up ahead of the guy that swears by Mac, but allowance is going to the Matco truck or Snap-on. But you get the point. Again, your results may vary. If you got one guy in town, probably not going to be able to do anything. And I've also seen the finances of those tool trucks. There's just not a ton of margin in there for most of them. Not a whole lot of margin in there for Snap-on is different than saying not a whole lot of margin in there for the actual truck owner, the franchise owner themselves. But just something to think about. And in practice for the tool reimbursement, I really would rather see these payments going directly to Snap-on, Matco, Mac. Like I was mentioning before, this one is going to be a little bit more of a gray area than the cell phone and the auto allowance. 
It's just not very common. You don't see it that much. And also because the legality or the ownership of the actual thing that we're reimbursing for is different than these other ones. When you reimburse someone, it's generally saying, hey, you pay for this personally and the business used it, meaning used it, gone, or used it, kept it. If I'm reimbursing for that $200 set of sockets, my technician is still keeping that, and that is still truly personal property. A little bit of a gray area, a little bit up for interpretation here. Again, there are arguments there, but I like to avoid arguments if I can altogether. Do you think that payments to the tool truck is ever going to be questioned if someone was to look into it versus how would it look if you saw a bunch of checks or a bunch of money outside of payroll go into your employees? I am never going to advocate, especially on this podcast in a public setting, something that is illegal, right? Something that is violating tax codes, something that is going to get you in trouble. I do not believe in our best case scenarios. No one ever looks into that. Now, obviously, everything that we do, we hope that no one ever looks into. But all of this stuff is based in fact. It's based in tax law. It does not mean that there couldn't be some questions. It does not mean that someone couldn't argue this one way or another. But there's an argument to all of this. This is called operating the gray, right? And the gray is where the savings are, not only for you, but your team. Fringe benefits, like the ones we just talked about above, can be a wonderful tool to get your team the money that you want without incurring the cost on both sides of this of conventional bonuses or allowances. Even when we talk about this, and I'm guilty of this as well, I will use the term allowance and reimbursement kind of loosely, but I felt that it was very important to kind of show the delineation between the two because the taxation of them could not be more opposite. And I made you wait till the end of the episode to get to the real purpose of the specific timing of this episode. Given that it is the holiday season, the season of giving, what if you wanted to give your team some money here for as an end of year bonus for all of the hard work that they've done throughout the year? Think that they would like to get a bonus or an allowance, or do you think that they would like to get reimbursed for their mileage throughout the year, their tools, their phones, and anything else in between? That $1,000 Christmas bonus means that they have $750 to spend, maybe. However, reimbursing and giving them a check for that same amount means 100% in their pocket. Lastly, as with most businesses, this is also the time of the year that you're going to be assessing your team's pay for the upcoming year. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to add 500 or 1,000 to your advisor's pay in the upcoming year? Maybe a year, maybe a month, depending on what you're reimbursing for, versus increasing their base pay or commission. Wouldn't it be cool if you were to be able to get rid of your technician's tool truck payment next year instead of increasing their flat rate pay? The possibilities here are truly infinite. And the purpose of this episode was not only to educate you, not only to hopefully give you something to not only save you money, but your team, but also just to kind of open your mind to the different ways that you could creatively use this. And this is not the end-all, be-all, right? It's not just tools, trucks, and cell phones. There's a number of things could also fit into the similar bucket, and I hope that you can utilize these maybe now, maybe later, maybe down the road. If nothing else, you got a little bit better understanding. A smart business owner not only looks out for their own pocket, but also their team as well. And I'll tell you, your team will thank you, especially if they don't even know that there was an option and you chose to go the little bit extra step to save them money. Hopefully this was helpful for you, and hopefully this was helpful for your team as well in a roundabout way. 
Please share with friends. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, please shoot me an email at podcast at parmelis.com. Just want to say thanks again for listening on the Aftermarket Radio Network. You can find all shows on the aftermarketradionetwork.com and on your favorite podcast listing apps. Thanks again for joining me on Business by the Numbers. Stay safe out there, and I will talk to you all next week. You've been listening to Business by the Numbers with Hunt Demarest on the Aftermarket Radio Network. Follow Hunt on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Hunt is all for advancing the aftermarket.